O God, who enlightens the hearts of your faithful by the light of your Holy Spirit, help us by that same Spirit to be truly wise and live as your people. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This is the seventh Sunday of Easter. Soon the Paschal candle will leave its place of prominence by the altar. The gold of the resurrection will give way to a brilliant red, and we will remember with joy the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that has been hinted to for several weeks. Jesus promised that another advocate would come. So this week we hear another prayer of Jesus. On Thursday, we celebrated the ascension of our Lord, that moment in time when more than 40 days after his resurrection, our Lord, who had been appearing to his disciples and many others off and on, returns to heaven, reminding them that they were witnesses of the Messiah, the work of God, that repentance and forgiveness of sin is open to all, and that God would empower them for the work that lay ahead. But this Sunday, we take a step back in time before that event happened. I wonder if when the lectionary was put together, the writers wanted us to have just one more insight into the love and care that God has for us before we were sent out into the world to proclaim the good news of God's love for all. This is a passage where Jesus gives us a summary of his purpose in the world in a very personal and relational way. He gives his disciples insight into the one they've been following. Jesus has already demonstrated many things to his disciples, that he's a carpenter, a winemaker, a leper cleanser, and a bread multiplier. He is a teacher in the synagogue, a restorer of outcasts, a historian and theologian who debates a woman theologian beside a well. He is an irritant to those who would make following God burdensome and an apparition come to life who walks on water and calms raging storms. He is the word of God incarnate that they do not yet understand. And in this passage, we are reminded that Jesus is the divine person of prayer. In Luke and in Matthew, we have the Paternoster, the Our Father that we pray in both solemn and high masses. It's a well-known and fundamental Christian prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. But the Gospel of John does not record that prayer, as important and as powerful as it is. John records this prayer, allowing us to overhear what Jesus is talking to God about. And I must admit, when I get a little bit of a clue about what Jesus is talking about to God, I want to know. He had just told the disciples about his life, that they would have trials and struggles, tribulations and difficulties, but in the midst of it all to have peace and to be of good cheer, to be filled with joy anyway and in the middle of it all, because he has overcome the world as he is on his way to Calvary. He is asking them to have a different view and response to what lies ahead. And the conversation continues in our text without missing a beat. There is no, the Lord be with you, nor any preamble to the prayer. The only clue 
that this conversation has taken a turn is that he looks up into heaven instead of looking at his disciples. Theologian Rebecca Clare Young writes, the biblical view of heaven is different from our view of the universe. Where our ancestors looked up and imagined a heavenly dwelling for the divine, we now know there is physical space extending billions of light years. Even in the age of science, though, it remains significant that Jesus looks up at this moment because he is looking beyond worldly limits to a far greater and unlimited life. In the course of the conversation, Jesus moves from talking with his disciples to talking to his heavenly father. That is how present God is with and within Jesus. And that is how present God is with and within us. Like the Lord's Prayer, Jesus again addresses God as Father, highlighting the relationship that began before time and is still offered to each one of us. This is such an intimate prayer. Jesus is praying, and although the crucifixion lay ahead, he is asking God not for strength to endure, but that God would continue to be glorified in his life's mission on earth. He speaks as though the upcoming suffering, death, and resurrection have already been accomplished, giving a window into how God views time that is so different from our view of time. Jesus is praying for the disciples, for the faith community that has been formed as he shares what intercessory prayer might be like as he asks on their behalf. He is personalizing it for the community that is listening. He's not praying for their individual needs. He doesn't pray for Andrew and Peter and their fishing career that is now past. He's praying for them as a unit, as a community. He has a vision for this community of believers to blossom in the calling that they have received, that the ministry Jesus has started on earth would continue in unity of purpose and relationship, even as the union between God and the Father continue in unity. It is a prayer filled with confidence that God hears and responds. It is with an awareness that his leaving, that things would be different. It would be different within themselves, within their community, and within the world. But God would be with them. His primary concern is that they would continue to always be one. This is a prayer that inspires us and also breaks our hearts. We know that God is with us and hears us. And many of us have experienced prayers answered in the ways that we hoped they would. But this prayer of Jesus breaks my heart because the followers of God are not one. We are divided over so many things that impede our ability to share the gospel in the world the way the world needs to hear about it. Questions of which day to worship, how to worship, where to worship, who can worship, and who can lead. Even this week, a gentleman came to the church because he needed to talk to a priest. When I pointed to my very obvious collar and asked if I could help, the look on his face was one of consternation. He cleared his voice and clarified that he needed the pastor. Well, since the calling of a priest is also the work of a pastor, priest, and teacher, I qualified. And I said, yes, I'm the pastor. 
He looked down and he said, um, the senior pastor. <laughs> to which I responded, I'm the senior pastor. <laughs> then he just simply asked for a man priest. <laughs> and so, because I am a pastor, teacher, and priest, I offered to see if I could schedule an appointment with him with one of our male priests, one of my fellow priests who I knew could possibly better meet his needs. But he didn't want to wait. So he decided I would do in a pinch. <laughs> and so I listened, guided, and prayed. He is not the first one who has asked for the senior pastor. <laughs> These divisions of gender, age, race, politics, education, worship styles, socioeconomic status, and so many other things will always be with us. But Jesus is praying for us that we would choose to love across these divides, that they would be differences that enhance the work of God and not prevent it. It is sometimes hard for us to be with people who don't see God in the world the same way we do, to discover their love of God is just as genuine as ours, that their theology in some way or form might have some merit given the context of their lives, even as we continue to call out theology that is harmful and the way the church is responsible for harm and to remedy it. Many of us have walked varied and winding paths that brought us to God and eventually to this very, very special place where worship is breathtakingly beautiful and intricate. We will not always see things from God's perspective we will not always understand the work of God in the world. We will not always see things from each other's perspective, but that doesn't mean we can walk together, that we can't walk together in love and unity, in prayer and in hope. My heart for us is to be the congregation that finally fulfills the prayer of Jesus, even imperfectly, that we may do the work that God has given us to do under God's protection and that we all may be one, even as God is one. Amen. <laughs>